0: Hey, listeners, this is Kelsey and Nate here from the Emergency Medical Minute, and we are excited to tell you about our next big event Untamed, an event about medicine and wilderness and wilderness as medicine. Picture this You are canyoneering in the San Rafael Desert, the most remote desert in the United States, and suffer an unfortunate fall that leaves your right hand pinned by a boulder. Posed by the threat of death by dehydration, you have to choose between your life or your limb. Our keynote speaker, Aaron Ralston, portrayed by the film 127 Hours, was in this exact position. Guests will hear Aaron's story, along with other inspiring tales of survival. Guests will also hear from a panel of medical experts on how to survive the wilderness and embrace it as a form of medicine. Tickets and event information are available on our Facebook page and website, emergencymedicalminute.com. You guys, I thought I would do a medical minute about ECMO because I'm involved in a from ECMO meetings today. Uh, so we do ECMO at Swedish. Uh, we don't do a lot of ECMO, and part of it is just to d- develop an ECMO program, there needs to be kind of champions and like an organized structure around it. But Swedish is sort of the perfect place to do ECMO. We have a huge ICU. We have a lot of respiratory failure patients. Uh, We've got a big dedicated ICU service and CT surgery, and we have kind of all the pieces in place. Has anyone worked in a place where they do a lot of ECMO? Anybody worked there a little bit? Yeah, so ECMO stands for Extracorporeal Membrane Oxygenation, and think of it as kind of like, a little bit like cardiac bypass. And basically it's a way to use a machine that looks a little bit like a bypass machine, but simpler, to oxygenate blood outside of the body or extracorporeally, okay and so we see it a lot in neonates ecmo is used a lot in children with very severe you know neonatal respiratory distress syndrome and things but it's also used in adults um, the kind of hot sort of cool thing in emergency medicine is doing what's called ecpr which the e stands for ecmo cpr and in places that do a lot of ecmo they actually, everybody who comes in with chest compressions basically gets put on ECMO, which is a very difficult program to stand up. And I'm not sure that we would ever really do that. I'm not sure that any place in our city really has the service or volume of cardiac arrest patients to really to, to do that. To do that... That means you have to have like an in-house perfusionist. So the people who run the bypass machines have to be sleeping here all night, which is probably just not feasible at most centers. But that is kind of the, the cool thing. And interestingly, the place that does that the most is Paris, France, where they actually do it in the field. So they do, yeah, it's crazy. So they have this thing called SAMU, which is their EMS system. And SAMU has physicians on their rigs. And the physicians will actually place these, these groin ECMO catheters in the field. Now, to put that in perspective, an ECMO catheter, the, the venous catheter, is about the size of my thumb. And the arterial catheter is about the size of my pinky. So these are really, really big catheters. So it's really hard to understand how that gets done in the field. But they do it a lot, and they're, they're really good at it. And they have these kind of crazy high you know, survival rates. The only center that really does it with that kind of approach in, in the United States is is SHARP, which is in San Diego. I'm not quite sure how it got started at SHARP, but they've been doing that successfully for a while. You can think of ECMO as sort of coming in two flavors. You have the most common kind that we use here, which is VV or Venovenous ECMO and then VA or Venous Arterial ECMO. And veno-venous ECMO is the one that we would do, and there's a lot of opportunity for that. That's basically indicated whenever you can't oxygenate somebody. So think of the influenza of 2017. You know, that's the, we did a bunch of ECMO cases for that, and I think we probably should do a lot more of that. Part of, part of the issue here is that oftentimes, people don't call or think about ECMO until the patient's like in renal failure, altered on five pressors, you know, proned, you know, 20 of PEEP and, you know, FIO2 of 85 or something like that. Really, you want to start ECMO really early on these people. And the CT surgeons put in the ECMO catheters. They go to the OR with a perfusionist. And the catheter kind of sits up in the subclavian vein. And basically, it sort of sucks blood in in the the SVC. And then the end of the catheter is usually down in the RV or in even the pulmonary outflow tract. And it it sort of pushes it back out. So, think of it as like taking it out, running it through the circuit, oxygenating it, and then pushing it out. And so, basically, you're oxygenating the blood independent of actually going through the lungs. VA ECMO usually is done in the groin, where you put one in the femoral artery and one in the femoral vein. And VA ECMO, you can do it in someone who has no pulse. So, you c- it's essentially like putting someone on bypass. Whereas VV ECMO, their heart has to be pushing the blood through, basically. Think of it like a dialysis machine. You have to have a pulse for that, right? And and it's a similar model. So, more to come. But we're excited. I was a big meeting today with CT surgery and with the ICU folks and the ICU nursing team and everything. And I think we have a real opportunity here, which would be exciting for the ER because this would be kind of a new, you know, option that we would have for some of our sick ARDS patients and. Who knows? We'll see what happens with the flu season. But the flu season is usually when ECMO is used because we are mostly using it for these terrible pneumonias. So any questions about ECMO? More to come. Thank you.